Welcome to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet, but mostly woke perspective. So listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Pandora. Also, watch live or stream, that's what I'm saying, the TV show on the Island TV app. Also, follow us on Instagram. I know y'all listen a lot here, but follow us on Instagram at TwizPod and on Facebook at That's What I'm Saying. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatara. Hey, Shatara. So what are we calling this episode? (laughs) We calling this one, I'm back and they mad. Mm -hmm, Because that's what Takashio69 says. So, (laughs) (laughs) woo. So how are you doing, Sean? Um, I'm pretty good um here, just still uh safer at home, still social distancing, mm-hmm. um, still in the quarantine. They, you know, I mean, the highlight of my day is usually going to Target or Walmart. Um I did go to a little, a friend of mine had like a small get together at her place. You know, it was a couple of us there, a little bit of wine. It was so, I mean, it was so good just to kind of get out. Um, But other than that, you know, adhering to everything, wearing a mask, um, you know, just trying to be safe out here in these streets. What about you? Ooh, I'm hating. You got a chance to go to see friends at a get together. Ooh, I did. I did. You know, we were, we... It was, you know, I had to ask, like, who are going to be over there? <laughs> who made the potato salad? <laughs> no, no, yeah, not over here. Cool. It was cool. It was cool. Okay, well, that's nice. See, not over here. Um, we're still quarantining. We're still social distancing. And, uh, you know, slowly some of these businesses are opening. Again, it's still, you know, order your food. You can pick it up. Um, still waiting on lines to get into certain places. I do feel a peace of mind um, and some normalcy because I still do have Target. And something about that target when I walk in and I get my cart, you know, with my gloves and my mask on, I'm like, I'm like, you know, okay, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. I put my lashes on to go to target. (laughs) I'm happy to see people. How you doing? You were turning something today. Not today. Okay. How you doing? You know, I don't, it just makes me feel better when I go to target. I was in target for three hours on Friday. Yeah. I, you know, I messed around. I bought a whole new table setting. Um, you know, I just redid my whole bathroom. I just, I was $478 later. Like, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had to walk out like, y'all take returns, right? Okay. See you next week. <laughs> but it was good. It was a good, that was my outing. It was like a good time. And, um, I just missed the fact that they don't have the Starbucks and the pizza hut open in the front like they used to, because that was like my whole day. Like oh, you walk yeah. in, you smell breadsticks. Get your little Pizza Hut on the oh, it is like such a good time at Target, but that's okay. I, I can do without that. Um, you know, so Target is good, and uh, yeah, we're still like I said, we're still social distancing, trying to stay safe, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we we catch a curve on this thing, and things will get back to normal as soon as possible. That's that's the hope. That's the hope. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, getting right into this ratchet minute. Um, yo, your boy, he's got to be your boy, Takashi Six Nine, the ratchetry. So, mm-hmm. yo, um, as a lot of us know, Takashi Six Nine, he got out of jail last month. They released him because of cor- the coronavirus. So, I guess whatever he said to get out, it worked. So, if we all remember, he was given prison time back in 2019 the end of the year after he pled guilty to racketeering and like eight or nine other charges so Mm -hmm. he was really facing like 37 years in prison but you know he started putting on his he took the microphone and started singing you know and he basically became the king of the snitches in the snitch Mm -hmm. world you know cooperated with the feds Mm -hmm. and he testified against the non-trade bloods gang which i think is a gang that started over on, on rikers island so Of course, with all of that, remember, he was like the king of the memes, too, for a minute. Like, social media just blew him up. You know, everybody was basically saying, you know, he was like this internet gangster. So, uh, fast forward today, he was released from jail. He gets on social media. He announces he has this new song, Gooba. All his songs have these crazy, these weird names, Gummo and Gooba. So, um, So, he talks about this song. He talks about his video. And he had a billboard in Times Square, like you know the the old the the billboards. I, first of all, I'm like, who's in Times Square to see it? So mm-hmm. you know, he must have got it at a discount. Um, 
and he gets on IG, you know, with the um with the cell phone stack of money. You know how they stack the money and it look like a cell phone. A cell phone, yes. Uh-huh. Falling money. Yeah. So uh-huh. this is him all with his Skittle colored hair and the Skittle, you know, all the Skittles. Every time I look at him, I think of Starburst and Skittles. Yeah. Um, all while he's under house arrest. So <laughs> I mean, he basically just told all the gang members like fuck y'all you know they probably out to get him anyway so you know he's like who me like lay low what's that for what you better you better give me my 70 boxes of uh hair coloring (laughs) he was not trying to chill he was not trying to quarantine and chill so but get this like his new single gooba which Mm -hmm. i mean honestly i can't i can't get past like 30 seconds of it to 45 seconds because to me he's it's rap, but it's more like that. What do you call it? like that rock rap to me? Okay. And he sound, you know, for the for the old for the older gods, he sounds to me like um, Sticky Fingers from Sonic. He has that gravelly type of voice, but then you know, a lot of his music to me is like it's it's like EDM kind of rap. I don't know, but. Okay. No, but evidently he broke YouTube records for like the most watched hip hop video in a 24 hour span. He broke IG's live record. He had more than 2 million viewers all at one time. Can you believe this? No. Okay. I do. But let me ask you, do you think he had so many uh, viewers because everybody was curious to see what he has out after jail? Or do you think think that was was all of it? That was, I mean, that's everything. Like this dude has like mastered the whole. That was smart internet you know self-promotion thing like you know we we eat the internet for real like people live eat and breathe the internet and he has found a way to master that and you know whether it was his theatrics um in the courtroom and telling on you know he basically said i I ain't gangster so anyway it was grand opening grand closing because almost like within 24 hours of him going live and doing all this shit he had to be relocated because the block got too hot so they came, they came for him in the orange range and, and picked his little ass up. They said, get in here. <laughs> get your ass. He got to get your ass. So, and crazy thing is he is not in the witness protection program because obviously, I mean, he's, he's, he's a criminal. So, right. and it's, it's not hard to get at him. I'm like, yo dude, first of all, he looks like he's five, five. Uh-huh. His hair is Skittles colored. He got face tattoos. You know, I don't understand why he just won't lay low. You know what I'm saying? So right, yeah. So, so the thing with this whole this this you know the stop stop stitching like we are of the era of the whole like stops stop snitching you know ten toes down. So a lot of the OGs feel like he's like violated all the G codes. You know, by basically by telling on his peoples. Right. But then there's um, others who are like you know it's crazy out there. Like the gang code ain't the same, you know, he was right. And, you know, justified in his actions. Like, you know, he basically just sung on everybody, but right. to keep it all real, like I, weren't they like, he got kidnapped. They was going after his baby mom. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. stole money from him. Like, right. Right. I don't right. know what you think. He said he was done wrong basically after he was, you know, doing wrong. Okay. <laughs> You're doing wrong. That's all. So I'm like, hold on, let's not forget as to why you were even charged. Like you were putting hits out on people. Like, and that was the gang life, you not know, forget, right? like, like that's, that's why you were in trouble, young man. And then on top of it, you know, then when you got in trouble for what you were doing, you then went and told on everybody else. Like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, you know, you began to run your mouth because you got in trouble, right? And then, you know, I would think that by you going to do your time, you know, all doing your dirt by your lonely, so to speak, that would be the gangster thing to do. Like, I did time, you know, and that would be where the code comes in, you know? You did your crime, you did your time, and other people were affiliated, but, you know, you shut your mouth, and that's that's what it is. Just goes to show you that you're really not that gangster, young man. That's it. You are smart. You know how to really get that record deal. You know how to break records. You know how to use this internet. You know how to color your hair. You know how to get tattoos on your face and take the pain and show us all that there is no other job you're trying to get. I got it. But um, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. I know they say don't judge a book by its cover. But when I look at this uh, young whoop-a-snapper, I think that um, Takashi looks like he doesn't take life too serious. He well, looks. He said it. Yeah. You know. He yeah. He, he looked. He if if silly rabbit tricks are for kids was a person, that's what he looks like. 
Okay. That's what he looks like. You know what I'm saying? You know, taste the rainbow. He looks and he looks, he doesn't realize that he looks like he's, you know, celebrating gay pride. Like that's what he looks like. You know, it's rainbows all over. I don't even care. I mean, you know, listen, you see those teeth though? Did you see those new teeth? I can't with that. Look like he took the snick the um Skittles and pressed them against his all his front teeth. Oh (laughs) he got supersized chiclets. Supersized chiclets. And like what are you doing? What are you? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, like he really admitted that he was a rat. Like he admitted, and I don't, let me not say rat, but I, he admitted he was a snitch. And you know, he like he kind of apologized for singing on everybody, but you know, basically said like, you know, what what could he do? Like he's then he's got the videos. He's flexing his ankle monitor. Uh-huh. I just, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he's twenty years old. I'm just, you know, and I'm how old? Twenty four. Yeah, he's he's young. Twenty four. Jeez, so, I don't know, but you know, at this rate, it's just like I know. Look, real talk. I know they're coming for your head. Like, I know you just don't get to do that and be out here and not respecting the whatever the code is. I don't know what the code is, but I can no. guess what the code is. Sound like he not look like he not respecting that whatever that code is. Okay. He not laying low. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you know you got away and, you know, like, there's no there's no time to be loud. Like, you just kind of have to let the whole rap career go. Like, whatever money you made. Like, you know, let me just be quiet. Thank God I have my freedom. You don't come back with back talk. And that's where it's like, where where and how are you even humble? Like, kind of like, remember OJ got off and then he had the nerve to write a book saying, like, but if I did it, it was like, now, why would you do that? Like, mm-hmm. you're still walking. So that's how I'm looking at him. Like, why would you do that? Like, I don't, I don't, gang, gang. Like, why? What do you, you know, all these kids yelling gang gang. Like, what do you, what do you he, why? He is, he is why? so, he's so not humble about nothing. No. And that's, a, so let me read a quote that he said, because, you know, Meek Mill, I mean, like I said, all of the, a lot of the um, rappers had so much to say about him, you know, being out here being a snitch. So mm-hmm. instead of like being a little humble, so this is what Takashi says to Meek. He said, <laughs> Imagine having a newborn baby come into the world and be pressed about a Mexican with rainbow hair. <laughs> oh, he wants all the smoke. He wants all the smoke. <laughs> Look, ooh, my teeth fell out. <laughs> oh man, that was good stuff. That was good. Mm. Oh man. Ooh, that was that was that was a your mama joke. That was good. This show oh, was like he went oh, hard. Rainbow hair. Well, oh, he went hard. Like in other words, like worry about your freedom, bro. Like don't be worried about me. He said, worry about yourself. <laughs> worry about your. Listen, but you know what? Again, at twenty four years old, like that's something to think about. Like, can you imagine? You got thirty seven years on you. Like, uh. Now I think about there's a meme and it shows a kid in the courtroom and he's pointing and it says if they were to say to you, you know, um, we'll pay you all your student loans off if you tell us what we need to know and. and it was like that's a good point that would be me i'm telling mama like d from what's happening i'm telling mama who who listen that's that's i'm i'm calling me the snitch i'm telling i mean i mean listen remember the song who stole the cookies from the cookie jar who me me? no not then who and that was a snitch song right there you know you had to tell on somebody you know i even then, I remember the street code when we used to sing that in kindergarten. Come to me, and I just shake my head like, "Nah, teacher, keep going." Like, mm-mm. <laughs> stitches, with yeah, stitches. Who me? Yeah. Uh-uh. Then who? Mm-mm. Keep going, teacher. Keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't got mm-hmm. nothing for you. I gotta go home later. I live there. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Look, crumbs all around my damn mouth. Mm-mm. I can't. Mm-mm. Oh man. Yeah. Mm-mm. That just, you know, I I hope. You know, I hope he's able to kind of get through this. You know, he's young. And you, he's young. Make, you do a lot of stuff when you're 24. But, um, yo, stay humble so you can stay alive, homie. Listen, does, did he not pay attention to these rappers who've just been shot within the past? I don't yeah, know. I mean, I look at Pop is, is the is one of the examples that I think yeah. of. Here. You know, I mean, you got to be careful how you live out here in these streets. And going live and doing all that. Like, you just got home after you just got snitching got through snitching i don't know if that's a good idea but i'm gonna tell you what is funny though what he said to Mick mills that is funny <laughs> it wasn't right but thank you though because that was a good little chuckle no it's not right but it's okay, but it's okay. <laughs> he said imagine worrying about it next <laughs> oh my god that's funny oh mm-hmm. he said worry about yourself 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was good. That was good. All right. Well, in other ratchet news, I don't know if you saw, there is a video that has gone viral. It is a stripper performing in front of elementary school students. Yes. Um, I was finally able to open up the video. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen is an, an, okay. it's, uh, a, an affront to my eyes. It hurt. It hurt. It my eyes. It, you didn't have to hurt him like that. Listen, I didn't. I didn't believe it at first. I thought this was a joke, but nope. Right in the middle of the floor, surrounded by the little people, there's a woman in like a genie costume, and it's you know the pole and and the song Hallelujah is playing real slow in the background, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So you know, and the kids are all you know, kind of like the teachers, are like quietly. There's like a teacher that like runs through, like tries to quiet them down. Everybody quiet down. And she really like climbs up this pole and they're trying to make this like a Cirque du Soleil type of thing. Did I say that right? Cirque du Soleil? Cirque du Soleil. Soleil, Cirque which Soleil. I love by the way. Yeah, I, I know you went and you talked about it. And I was like, ooh, oh, you made God. it sound so fun. They try to make it classy like that a little something. But when she got to the top of the pole and spread her legs, you get what I'm saying? To the just, to the wide, you know what I'm talking, the wide open, right? Uh-huh. And then the then the fathers, their eyes was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on. Now, and I now at first when I thought like, okay, there's a stripper dancing at the school, I was like, Lord, please don't let it be one of us. Don't let some Mag the Stallion twerking girl come out. Whew, it wasn't one of us. Mm, Thank goodness. No, so it definitely, it definitely wasn't. But it was a woman because I know before there was a video of the drag queen story time for the elementary for the kids. Yeah, so that's a big thing too. This whole drag queens come, they talk, you know, the kids love it. They're like, ooh, ah, they love it. And some parents are against it. But you know, the rules are different in school right now. But can you imagine being that stripper, getting that call, like, hey, I got a job for you. Um, what time is it? 1 p.m. Where is it at? elementary right. schools right and she's like uh hell no and they're like but listen they're paying 5k for five minutes all you hear is her car <laughs> she's on her way what I know is because i'm looking at the pole that they put up in the middle of the classroom and i'm like that's amazing it's like a whole pole with a dance with a little dance floor do you remember like being a kid and having to go to like the auditorium or the gymnasium for like a presentation and being like excited like three o'clock like you know yeah, we're packing up early called. yeah we got was it what was it like presentation something but i don't know what those kids are going to tell their parents when they get home though like genie, that genie. was you know I think it started the, the video is just crazy because it's like a it's like a hundred a hundred little kids in there they couldn't be more than like five or six years old and they're watching yeah. this woman work the pole who 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 booked her I mean but let's be let me tell you though it took a lot of skill I have a lot of respect for dancers all day all let, day I've taken a class before I have you taken mm -hmm. a class? I'm oh, I did. I've taken a couple, and I and yeah. I figured, you know, certain things in my life that um I can do, and there's certain things that I cannot, and I and I cannot. Though the instructor, I remember she told me she's like, "You'll master it after you basically beat up the insides of your legs, like after mm -hmm. they're all black and blue, and then they heal mm -hmm. over, then yeah. you then then you'll be okay." And I'm like, I never got through that phase. That yeah. part, she was like, "That what? No thanks. I don't. I mean, it's a, I, I respect it. Like when no, you, I'm like, so I'm thinking, you know, you they put something around you, you, you know, something invisible to hold on to the pole. You want some knee pad? Oh, you supposed to hold on with the inside of your thighs? Oh, Sean, so you wanted some cushions? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, can I get some rubber gloves? Can I get some rubber gloves, some knee pads, a neck brace." <laughs> you you wanted tools to get on the pole. I wanted, like, I, wanted, I wanted a whole scuba diving suit. Like, okay, this is too much for me. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Wait, mm -mm. wait, I wanted Velcro. I wanted Velcro on the pole. Can we get some Velcro on my <laughs> I, I I wanted to have inspector gadget shoes so I could just spring oh, it to yeah. the top. <laughs> I'm here up on top. What y'all want now? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sliding down the pole, what? And then balancing oh, yourself flat and spinning around. I'm like, that takes talent. That's a whole. I absolutely talent. agree with you on that. Like that, and and this is the reason why I love going to. I love going to, to really good strip clubs where they actually can work a pole. Like if the girl can go up high and she can hold on with the inside of her thighs, mm -hmm. she's amazing to me. I I love seeing that because it's it's like Cirque du Soleil. It's it's, it's actually girl. an art form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go no. on, girl. Go on, girl. We, but you know how we do. We be pushing it though in the clubs, like, girl, this ain't no art. 
you know, no, hold now. Yeah, so that's why I said, hopefully she's not there twerking in front of them kids. Like, what you gonna I don't do? Know. I don't you know. know. No, oh, it, it, a whole mess, a whole mess. So yeah, yeah I saw the video. It was white people. It was white people got away with it. Let's just put it like mm-hmm. that. It was In white people news. Well, shit that white people got away with. Well, not us. Absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. all right. So moving on, we get the sillies out because we are now at the woke minute. Are you ready? Oh <clears throat> yes. Let me get my glasses. Hold on a minute. What color do I have on today to match my outfit? Okay. Well, I'm here. Um, I wanted to talk about the murder of Ahmaud Arbery. So as the world knows now, um, a very graphic video of the final moments of 25-year-old uh, Ahmaud Arbery's life was shown while he was out jogging in a suburban Georgia neighborhood. I think it was Brunswick, Georgia. This this actually all happened on February 23rd, um, where two armed men approached him in a pickup truck. There was a, looked like a, an altercation, gunshots went off, and um, Ahmad was murdered. Basically, in broad, la- in broad daylight, cold blood, driving, uh, jogging while black. So as we all know, this video got a lot of media attention. It has been the key piece of evidence in this case. And just recently, the two white men, uh, it was a father and son, the McMichaels, were arrested. Now, this is two months after Ahmad's death. Right. Two months after two different separate prosecutors who inevitably saw the video but failed to act because they said there was no, there was no probable cause to arrest. Um, This is also two months, more than two months after the family had to bury their son. And they were also told that there were no charges that were going to be filed. So um, one thing uh, the attorneys for Ahmaud Arbery's family had said that the reason they arrested Travis and Greg McMichael for executing Ahmaud Arbery was not because the law enforcement officials saw the video. It was because we saw the video. And I just, you know, that resonates in such a way because that is exactly why there was somewhat of a swift justice that happened when that video really started circulating. So I even understand that Ahmad's mother was told that he was actually committing a burglary that was the precipitator of his death. Mm. Um, You know, I've looked at this and, you know, this is just the beginning. So they've actually arrested the perpetrators this, but this is just the beginning, you know, um, we have a long way to go with this. Um, you know, one of the things that I thought was just crazy was that, like I said, the two prosecutors who had looked at this case before, mm-hmm. um, and had actually conflicted themselves out because they were connected to, I believe it was, uh, Greg McMichael, who was a former police officer and an investigator. So he was running in the circles in law enforcement circles. So these prosecutors didn't want to bring a case against uh, the father and son. But then one of the, one of the prosecutors had a nerve to basically put out a statement for the police and said that um, he didn't really see any wrongdoing because he felt like there was stand your ground law, which applied, which I think um, if we, if, Everybody has seen this video. It, I mean, it's it's chilling. Mm-hmm. It took me a, a while to look at it um, because there is a loss of life in it. But to see it, there is no human possible, reasonable way, objective way to look at this video mm-hmm. and not believe that these two white supremacists murdered Ahmaud Arbery. Mm-hmm. There is there is no way to look at it with any other eyes, and I and I say that wholeheartedly. Um, so this is, you know, this is just the beginning. Um, the video is pretty much the evidence. But my question has been, and, you know, I'm sure this will all come out, is why it took so long? Why did it take so long for all of this to to come to fruition and these men actually be arrested? So while Ahmaud Aubrey is, you know, in six feet under, these men went back to their families and was enjoying life after they killed a man in cold blood. They they said that he was robbing, looking at a construct, whatever it was. I don't I don't even want to give the benefit of any sort of doubt. Um, just for the simple fact is we've all seen the video, right? Um, Shatara. So 
I know that, you know, a part of what we do here, and that's what I'm saying, you know, we joke and we laugh, but uh, the Woke Minute, which is more than a minute, but it is dedicated to educating and really giving our side and giving a voice to the voiceless and a, and a story. And this is a story that this is not new. And we've heard this where, mm-hmm. you know, there's criminality in our skin color and it's still prevalent today. Um, so I, what are your thoughts on on this? Um so, you know, I couldn't watch the whole video and uh, the word got out and, you know, obviously hearing of it and, and getting a better understanding of what's happening. I don't understand how prosecutors have this video of exactly what took place. We all see it with our own blind eye and yet they fail to act. And I'm sorry that it's, this is after two months. So that was something else that came to me like, yeah, you heard about this. Oh, this was two months ago. I'm like, wait, what? Like, why are we just learning and seeing this murder? Like, why is this new to us? So, um, you know, I'm so sick and tired of these shootings of our black brothers and sisters and the legal system failing us and, you know, leaving us to say over and over again, but if they were white, but if they were white. So it just seems as though, you know, we, we can't wear a hood. We can't reach for our wallets. You know, we can't just be running and jogging. Like, and again, we just can't have our skin color and that's something we can't control. And that just, you know, it hurts me. And it just breaks me down because I have brothers, um, you know, I, you know, we have brothers, uh, you know, we, we are of this race and it just seems as though we are the target. And it's hurtful to know that, you know, even behind, you know, these masks that we wear on our face and these shields that we have up between us, you know, people still have, you know, this hate in our heart and we're the constant targets. And, you know, for me, it's just frustrating. And, you know, I'm sure you can hear the passion in my voice, like, you know, just it, it's again, it's just hurtful and it's, and it's bothering me um, that this is still taking place. And it just makes me think of and I'm sure you remember this was your um, your schoolmate in Teaneck, New Jersey, 1990, 15 year old Philip Pinnell was shot and killed by police officer Gary Smith, Gary Spath. And he was Gary Spath was later charged and acquitted on charges of manslaughter. I remember being in the kitchen, watching TV, eating cereal And it came on the news and it was a VHS tape somebody had who was a witness. And I remember saying, oh, that's Bryant School because it was in the back of my school. And it was and it was, you know, a young black boy with his hands up and it was two police officers with guns drawn. And then they shot him. And I just remember him falling. And I remember this video had been up for maybe two days. And after this whole case, you know you know, came up, they stopped showing this video. And then a year later, Rodney King, you know, his video came to surface. So, you know, it's very clear that we now have, um, I guess with, you know, our cell phones, you know, we're, we're taping, we're taping, you know, what's happening right now. Like we're, we're, we have real um, proof of what's taking place, what, what our reality is, you know what I'm saying? Uh, How we are being terrorized, it's, you know, we, we have it, it, but it almost seems as though, yeah, you have the proof, but that's not the point. That's, yeah, what, I, that's, that's what I feel yeah. like happening. And that's, you know, I, I, what they call cognitive dissonance, which is just, you know, you make up your own set of rules and facts, no matter, regardless of what your eyes see. And that's, to me, is what's going on. That's, that's the whole where, you know, you throw racism in the mix. Cause like I said, there is no way that you can look at this video and give these two white men any sort of leeway or justification in the, in their murderous acts. There's just no way. However, it was done twice because two, you mean two prosecutors, which to me speak, to me speaks a conspiracy because you had two prosecutors who looked at the, looked at this this tape and this video and found no wrongdoing. It is unbelievable. But yet when you have, you know, this, the myth that, you know, oh, we live in this post-racial society and, you know, this is not about race and, you know, that's such bullshit because there's, you can paint this all day, however you want to say, however you want to paint this, you cannot tell this story without telling the story of racism. You can't. And white supremacy, because at whatever high levels you mean to tell me, like these two men went home at the end of the day and, like I said, lived, 
and and were it sounds like to me were very brash about what they did because in their belief they thought that Ahmad was a burglarer. And even then, what what how do you kill someone because he was allegedly burglarizing a property that you didn't even own? I just it this is at the this is at the highest level is and I think what's going to be uncovered is just the racism. You know, as an aside, and I, I don't want to get off focus, but I watched it was a it's it's a new series on the Atlanta child murderers. And, um, you know, I remember this story growing up and, um, you know, it was always about the black man who did it, Wayne Williams, and he's still in jail over the murder of over 30, um, young black kids. Mm -hmm. However, this new, um, documentary that I just watched on HBO, it has, it has opened up a whole nother, um, a, a, a whole nother plausible, what what was going on during that time in Atlanta and it talked about the Ku Klux Klan and how yes. infiltrated they were in the police in in the police. Mm-hmm. So how they were covering up and throwing out evidence. I mean they were throwing out evidence when they convicted um which they said was the killer was the black guy. They were like throwing out evidence that day. So that and you know they had officers after officers take the stand mm-hmm. you know in his uh in uh Wayne Williams uh, appeal yep. and take the stand and they sat there and said they don't remember they don't they recall, recall. Mm-hmm. yeah you saw that I could oh my gosh oh you know I, I just even it was a it was a black police chief and even him mm-hmm. you know even him. so the the conspiracy and and it, it goes up to the highest level and the way that this, and this all happened in Georgia. This was uh, 40 years ago. This, that happened in Georgia with the Atlanta child murderers. Right. And now there's new evidence about the, the clan involvement, what could have been. And I'm listening, you know, Ahmad Aubrey lost his life in Georgia. It's something really, really, really stink going on over there. It's mm-hmm. something really foul mm-hmm. going on, going mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. And, and the one thing with, uh, you know, this case with Ahmad is that these two gentlemen, which were obviously father and son that murdered him, it's not like they were police officers who got a call. They right. were just, you know, men, reg- like just the same way he was jogging. They were just driving their car. Driving <laughs> so, a truck. Driving a pickup truck. What did, right. I mean- right. Probably with the Confederate flag, you know, right on the back. Like, and, and just felt like, you know, they, it was like they were shooting for sport. Like he was hunted. Absolutely. And that, and it's just so like, wow. So even looking back at, you know, remembering that case with, you know, Philip Pinnell and remembering going with daddy to the protests when Al Sharpton came down to Teaneck Road, the Teaneck Public Library. And I remember being on top of my dad's van so I could see because the crowds were there. Thousands of black people came out and it was a silent protest. And, you know, I remember daddy crying and this was just the saddest thing. And Philip's father coming up and talking and, Oh man, that was just like Tina took a whole nother type of shaking. And I didn't understand because, you know, I went to school with one of the officer's daughters. And I remember. I, yeah. Yeah. And I, and then she couldn't go. She had to leave the school because it was, you know, she, it was bad for her. But I remember as a child, even, you know, we had friends of all different races and colors. But I remember just asking, like, so why isn't that man going to jail? And why aren't they showing the tape on TV anymore? And why, you know, why? I didn't under, I saw it with my own eyes that they shot him in the backyard of my school. Like, why didn't he, you know, where's his consequence? And that's where the riots began. And we had a Teaneck riot. And I'm sure you remember that. So, you know, I'm absolutely. Getting, I mean, it was it was, you know, there was so much uh, deep seated racism um, and you don't really, you know, people can live. You can live without. Sometimes it doesn't it doesn't come out until times like this you know Mm -hmm. and this is where this is this is the times when okay it comes out and you see people who you might not have thought had those deep have these deep-seated it's almost like it's a hatred for Mm -hmm. our Mm -hmm. skin color Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then you had some people who really you know really felt like well the kid had a gun you know they they said he had a gun and you're like wait that he was reaching for a gun and it's just like wait but hold on Wait, let me let me understand this. And then, you know, that's when you like you said, the deep seated, you know, racism that people have. They don't realize sometimes they tell on themselves. 
with little comments. They they tell on themselves, you know, what side they stand on. Um, and and with this case with Ahmad, what I want to see is, like I said, we can't seem to reach for our wallet. We can't seem to wear a hood. We can't seem to say I'm choking. Stop. Like we can't seem to do anything to save our own lives, literally. But I want to see more non-black angry people about this. And that's I what have, I want to see. You know, to some, it, there's been, um, especially social media, there's been a lot of videos of white people standing up and okay. just speaking out saying how ashamed they are mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and you know mm-hmm. how because it's it's so, it's just so crazy it it you know i okay so we we have a small victory in there you know with our our prayers our calls you know our activism there has been movement with getting uh getting charges so they've been arrested and that's just the first part um and i'm I'm optimistic that they will be, uh, you know, it, this whole thing will be executed to the fullest extent of the law against these two murderers. I'm, you know, I'm not going to settle on what has happened in the past, as we've seen with uh, George Zimmerman um, um, in uh, the in you know in what happened here in in Florida. I am, I want to be optimistic, you know that this is on a worldwide stage at least or national stage. And, um, you know, a lot of people have blood on their hands. If this, if they do not, if they're not brought to justice. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I'm definitely going to send my condolences and prayers to, um, Ahmaud Arbery's family along with the many other cases of unheard and unseen like this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Prayers and, positivity and we will we will prevail yes we will prevail so who saw bring it back up to a higher note we are at the weekend d report i love it i'm on my knees for this Ew. <laughs> as you as you always say we have no real transition <laughs> Not at all. I, I, you know we listen all right just get right into it. Just get right into it. Let me clear I'm ready. Part. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So we're at the end of the course. We got it. All right. You got it. Okay. Here we are. So we have one who says, hey, ladies, I absolutely love, love, love your show. And my girlfriends can definitely relate. So here's the tea. I have a high sex drive and my partner has a really low one. How do I work this? My sex life has been leaving me disappointed for a while now, but I'm afraid of putting pressure on my partner. If I ask for sex, I feel like I'm coercing them into it or makes me feel predatory or very unsexy. Our communication seems to always be a little shaky because we both have some insecurities about our own sex drives and it's hard not to take things personally. We live together, by the way. Any advice? Yeah. So, mm. I, you know, I, this says I can... I can somewhat relate. You know how you, you know, in certain relationships, you, you could be like rabbits, you know, this particular person, this guy could just, you know, just bring it. And you, and and both of you are on the same wavelength with that. And you're just out here fucking like rabbits. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you get with somebody where the vibe is just, it's a little more low key Mm -hmm. and, you know, and you, you know, but it's, it's cool. And then sometimes the vibe is uneven. You know, mm-hmm. like you're just not on that same wavelength. So you might be high and he might be low. You might be low. He might be high when it comes to sex drive. Right. And, you know, and those are, and I've, I've been in those, situ- I've been in all three of those situations because it really depends to me on the person, on the partner where, you know, and where, you know, particularly, it, you know, where you are. So I, I just think I, what I feel for her, and I'm like, so, you know, I don't, I don't want anybody making you feel insecure about your sex drive, about that part of you, any sort of, you know, insecurity. So that to me warrants a conversation like they need to discuss that outside of the bedroom, maybe, but just in terms of, you know, I'm, I'm not really about planning, you know, like let's schedule sex or whatever, but mm-hmm. I think finding out for the both of them, what's their you know, what are, what's their comfortable level of comfortability and what's their boundaries? Because maybe having that conversation, they can better understand. Cause I, what I just, like I said, I don't like for her to say, you know, he makes me feel basically like, you know, I'm, I'm predatory and unsexy. 
because she wants sex and he maybe he doesn't want it at that particular time. I don't like that. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know if it's just me, but it's something about having to ask that makes you not want it. Does that make sense? That's, Absolutely. Right? Oh, yeah. Something I, about having right. to ask. Definitely. And that's with many things. That's with, you know, getting married. That's with sex. That's with, you know, that's with many things. If I got to ask for it, I don't want it anymore. Point blank period. So in this case, I would I would ask her, is this um, at this particular time with COVID, you know, 19 happening? Are we quarantining together? We live together? You know, like that's one thing I'm wondering because they do live together. Um, and if this has been before that, I would ask her, how soon can she move out? <laughs> can, can you is there is there can you leave i mean isn't this supposed to be like when you live together isn't it supposed to be like you have in-house d aren't you supposed to be coming home singing ring a ding dong ring dong ding ring a ding dong ring a ding dong ring a ding dong, <laughs> <Ring-a-ding> dong. <laughs> it's a hit isn't that what you're supposed to be singing like every day when you come home i don't know so again if the compatibility in the bedroom is not as great because she wants when he doesn't and vice versa you can have the conversation but ultimately you know that must mean you might be able to find i don't know the the ultra man who matches you then that's great um that means you got to start giving it up some more just to find him so if you guys have something great it's just your timing is off then i would just say have the conversation and maybe girl like masturbate like get your shit together like you know find, read a book you illiterate son of a bitch step up your vocab <laughs> no okay so i do think that you know also like trying something new because it just sounds like you know typically it's usually the guy that's over sex and you know the the girl is like no no i got a headache right Mm -hmm. so in this case it's exactly the opposite like she's saying you know she's the one feeling all creepy and stuff because he's not with it so i would just say maybe taking a different approach like completely you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. maybe because the roles are reversed because norm okay so normally if the female if the woman is feeling like yeah you know like not tonight or whatever mm-hmm. she needs to connect with her 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 dude like emotionally you know like we need uh-huh. all that other stuff sometimes before we can like open up them legs and right. because it's like kind of reversed and now it seems like maybe maybe he needs something else not you know not necessarily outside of them but just Maybe more conversation. Maybe, like I said, talking about what the boundaries are. And uh-huh. maybe that's what he needs so that he can feel, you know, like, all right, I'm going to dick you down now. I don't, you know, maybe that's right. it's because it sounds like the role reverse for them. So. Remember, little Kim, I don't want dick tonight. But you want to eat a pussy, right? She, she that, that's she, she, not the whole thing. She, she was saying, <laughs> yeah, little Kim was saying, like, I don't even want no D tonight. So, yeah, uh, ugh, this girl, yeah, she she's like, um, my girl wants to party all the time. <laughs> I mean, she's a super freak, super. Hey, um, yeah, have a conversation. But guess what? We always find what we want eventually. So if this could be somebody that's not great for you, then, you know, as as we all know, these are trying times. So yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah, chill out for a little chill out for a little bit you know because it's not like he's not a bad guy just chill out for a little bit and um yeah and i would put a little more of that like you said in the conversation put a little more of that in the conversation yeah but yeah and i think and, and just to go back because to what even she even said is like their communication is shaky anyway because they don't even talk about their sex drives and their insecurities about it so you know without taking it personally so that right there like okay y'all y'all need to have a conversation outside of the bedroom and talk about you know about your sex drives like even like i said talk talk about it get that out but why didn't we talk about that before i moved in though why don't we have like you going back we'd be like Uh, see that's the thing like see now before you get before you get a storage van to come and move your shit that's something you should have talked about because that that's that's um that's a that's a tall order to go backwards on don't you think know if it's necessarily a deal breaker because i think we all go through cycles and you know maybe you know she's look i've since i've been there like i know what that is you'd be like man i'd be feeling like the horniest horny toad of horniness out here you be tapping you you don't want to fuck looking like chris rock from put him a couple 15 (laughs) cents i show is hungry hey you don't want to (laughs) fuck With the Chris Rock face and all with your scarf on. <laughs> no, I didn't brush my teeth yet. You don't want to fuck. 
Shit, I gotta go to work. I gotta go to work in 20 minutes. Come on. I mean, he probably sick of her ass. Like, listen, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to break my dick off. <laughs> right. They, listen, there was a, a video that surfaced of a man that called um, the cops on his wife because she requested too much sex and they was both out in the streets naked. <laughs> I saw that. Did you see that? And the cops trying to pull him apart. He was like, he was like, it was a black man and the woman looked white. And she was like, yeah, officer, like telling him. He was like, tell him, you're like, get off of me. I was like, what country are they in? Where is this? <laughs> Look, maybe this is the girl that wrote us, you think? <laughs> yeah, listen, that's what I'm saying is worldwide, bitches. You never know. You never know. That yeah. that might be exactly who it is that wrote in. <laughs> I just stop. All okay. right. I, okay, sis, I hope we gave you some, I hope some so. good advice. Good time. Stay stay put, girl. Stay put. You'll be all right. You do what you can. All right. So okay. moving on. Moving on. And now at That's My Jam. That's my jam. That's my damn. Y'all be over here jamming for real. Like I will say, this whole the quarantine, like, you know, I'm a music lover. I love, I love my music and I listen to so many different things. So I have a party like every day. Mm-hmm. So a part of my party this today was I listened to DMX, what these bitches want. Remember mm. for the radio, they like, what you want? Mm-hmm. Somebody let, let me know. So this was the third single released from, can you believe that uh, Earl Simmons' third album was released in 1999 and then there was X? Oh so he had like two albums before that in the 90s. I don't know, like time just flies. So the song features Cisco. Mm-hmm. Cisco, Cisco. Yeah, Cisco. Um, Cisco. And they called it, it was like the biggest, the biggest in rap meets the biggest in R&B at the mm, time. At the time. Mm. So, you know, as you remember like DMX was just like the epitome of the whole Rough Riders era, Rough Riders lifestyle. Like that was us in New York City, mm. Rough Riders, mm. you know, that was, that was the Def Jam era. So I had to think about that. Remember like there was a time when Def Jam just ruled the whole summer because it was the bikes, you know, and I was, I was on my motorcycle, my my Kawasaki, my Suzuki, Jigsaw 600, you know, trying to be out here with the Rough Riders. And that was like, Def Jam just had all the artists. So, you know, um, DMX was like the head of it. So if you remember the video, mm-hmm. first of all, it was like an X-rated video of this video, which was like on at night, but it was directed by Hype Williams. And it just showed, you know, First of all, everybody remembers the 46 women, the three Kims that he had listed. Remember that? Linda, Felicia, Dawn, Sean, Inez, and Alicia. Yo, it was like, it was like 50 idiots, 50 girls. He, he was such a hoe. Wait, and I love how uh, Cisco was singing on the top of the car. Let me know. No, that, no, that song was, I'm sorry. That was, it was, uh, the profanity was something, but let me tell you something. That was my jam when that ding, 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 ding. He said, hey, yo, I love this shit. Steve <laughs> was the man. He, he had some bars, man. He had some bars. Oh, so, man. At Disney, like that. It's funny. It's funny, that's too. Who the summer. And first of all, I think his wife was like in the video too. Like, oh. she wanted to know too what these bitches want. Y'all know. Everybody, <laughs> what you want? He just really, he said, somebody let me know. He really wanted to know, and he he made, he was telling on everybody. One of them, he said, I met her at the ice cream Joanna and Wanda. <laughs> And then wait, you know, he said that that was real. He was like, those were really like, it was a true story. I believe like, all day. Oh, I was just glad my name wasn't listed. Mm-hmm. I didn't want, I didn't, I was so glad my name wasn't part of that whole thing. So, cause you know, who, who got it? Rashida's got it. Juanita's, Angel's, Stacy's, Tawana's, Katrina's, Sabrina's, Selena's. Yeah, everybody, everybody. There was no, uh, Shanique, uh, Shatara, Chanel, like, thank goodness we do all that. And about one Sean <laughs> and I know, like, mm, thank goodness he didn't do that. He could have, yeah. Mm-hmm. This was a classic. Oh, uh, Cookie, well, I met her in the ice cream parlor. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was it was a little comedy too. It was so funny. Classic, oh, classic. So yeah, there is nobody that did it that did it like dmx like you know save for you know he had his his drug addictions and his and his issues but he always tried to stay you know close to the most high and um 
you know, we just, he was just so, he was all about that, that barking life. Like, mm-hmm. bark, bark, dog, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, doesn't his throat hurt? It's <laughs> not. I, I, oh, love yeah. I love it. I love it. Good one, Sean. Yeah. What did this from a nigga? Somebody let me know. I love it. I love it. Good one. Good I one. love Good. it. All right. All right. So we are now at the support black business segment of the show. So we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities by supporting products and services made FUBU for us by us. So this week I wanted to highlight the Honey Pot. Hmm. So it's a black-owned feminine care company. And as if we all remember, this was the store or the company that was attacked by all them uh, Becky internet trolls hmm. because the founder had uh, did a commercial for Target because that's where her products are being sold. And she said she hoped the company does well so that the next black girl that comes up with a great idea could have a better opportunity. And let me tell you, all the Beckys and Megan's and Susan's went crazy because she said that. Basically, they were saying like, so why does she have to talk about like the next black girl? But, you know, of course, black Twitter is undefeated. They came to the rescue and they immediately started defending Miss Dixon and her company against all these Internet trolls. And by doing so, her sales shot up 30 percent. So, um, because I make a daily ritual of going to Target, her, I mean, her products are all in my cart and all in my home. So I've got, I've got everything. So the honeypot.co, it's honeypot.co. Go get it, go check it, get it. And you can also find it on Target. So good stuff. Support, support, support. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. You know, get your, get your little feminine products and make sure they black owned y'all. Okay, they are there. I, so I was in Target. I got quite a few. So all right, all right, all right. Well, y'all, we've come oh, to the end. Mr. C. E. You can listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast from any podcast app. You can watch or stream That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV and Shatara. What do we want everybody to know? Yes. Well, if you want advice for the Weekend V Report, send questions to or comment for our show. Send us a direct message on Instagram at TwistPod and Facebook at That's What I'm Saying or email us at That's What I'm Saying podcast at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening, sharing, and subscribing. Stay safe, well, and happy all. Till next time. Peace. Peace.